Well, there was this example where uh, I was sending out music to promoters or just people who putting on shows or mm-hmm. booking agents or whatever. And I had um, Broken Baby and Al, uh, was it? I might have had like Amber Bollinger as the name mm. on the Broken Baby thing. And then someone was like, you know, maybe if you change it to a guy's name, you would get more of a response. <laughs> so I changed it to Amber Mombod instead. <laughs> Mombod? Yeah. I was like, fuck you. I'm changing it to Amber Mombod. Welcome to Persister with Candace Lowry. I am Candace Lowry. What is a persister? A persister is a little play on words of nevertheless she persisted, but also a woman who has truly broken through that glass ceiling and has really forged a path and a name for herself in whatever business she's in. Persister with Candace Lowry is a Castbox original produced alongside Studio 71. Castbox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Persister with Candace Lowry wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give CastBox a shot because I think it's the best. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Persister. I am here with Amber Bollinger. Hi. And your hair is really cool. Oh, thanks. It's if you're watching this, you can see it's the two tone kind of split going on. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Dark underneath, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, my mom wouldn't let me have that. That's a bummer. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. I'm Thank so you. excited to talk to you about um, being in a band. Oh, yeah. Uh, Broken Baby. You should check it out. Um, but also just being in Hollywood in general as like a woman. Sometimes sucks. Sometimes it's awesome. <laughs> sometimes it's gross. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you are from Ohio. I am. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, same place as Jake Paul and Logan Paul. <laughs> Very cool. I'm just <laughs> The worst YouTubers ever. You can take like, that who out. are those people? They're like the worst people ever. Um, don't. Should we keep that in? <laughs> Delete. <laughs> keep that in. Um, no. So, well, I feel like Ohio is the home to a lot of great musicians and one of my favorite bands is Black Keys. They're from Ohio. Oh, right. Akron, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So you went to school in Ohio, too, mm-hmm. right? I went to high school in Ohio, and then I went to the University of Cincinnati. Okay. In Cincinnati. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's, it's very close. <laughs> um, so what got you into wanting to be an actress or be a performer? Uh, well, when I was really young... Well, it was actually fourth grade. I did this poetry contest, and you just had to, like, recite a poem. Mm -hmm. And my teacher said to me, you would be a really great actor. (laughs) (laughs) While you're reciting a poem? I know. It's so silly looking back on it now. But it was like she just gave me a spark of something else that I could do because I wanted to be a veterinarian or a marine biologist or a scientist. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm allergic to animals. I'm not good at math. Like all these things. Like what else can I do? Um, So when she put that in my brain, I just kind of took it and ran with it. Mm -hmm. And so um, and then I did plays and blah, blah, blah. But I was always an athlete. So I was a better athlete, I think, than an actor or something. Mm -hmm. So in order to go to school for free, I, you know, made sure to be the best that I could in athletics. So then I went to University of Cincinnati on a scholarship. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put all the acting and the performing stuff like on the side, Mm -hmm. even though that's kind of what I really wanted to do. Yeah. 
Um, and then when I got to college, I also didn't know what to do in like as a major, besides majoring in like track and field yeah. or something. So I decided to do this electronic media degree where mm-hmm. you could write and direct and produce and do all these things and make your own videos. So that's kind of how I got into the acting. Mm. Um, but so yeah, I, I kind of always wanted to do that. When you, because I feel like there's like one of two ways that parents usually go when mm. you want to be in entertainment. And it's like, you're an idiot mm-hmm. or yay, we're so excited for you. I think they were so excited. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think my dad was the one that was like, what are you doing in Cincinnati? You're done with school. Mm-hmm. Do something with your life. Because I was trying all these other things. Yeah. And he's like, you always wanted to be an actor. Why don't you go back to being an actor mm-hmm. if you're not going to be in athletics anymore? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I guess I could do that. So then I moved to California, like maybe three months after he said, why don't you move somewhere and mm-hmm. do this? Cincinnati's going to eat up your soul. Yeah. So how, yeah. I mean, how was that move going from a place like Cincinnati, just picking up everything and going to a completely new city? Well, I moved to Huntington Beach first, where my aunt and uncle okay. lived. Oh, okay. So, so you had, I had people a, you knew. I had like a family there. Okay. And then I was like, I'm just going to go up to L.A. and audition and stuff. But that was, that's like impossible to do. You just have to move to LA if yeah. you're going to do it. And then I just kind of saved up my money and then moved to LA. And by the time I moved to LA, I had like enough commercials under my belt. And then I got an agent and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So I was just kind of constantly just doing as much as I could to build a reel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So when you were auditioning for everything, did you have like, did you have a job on the side or were you oh, just yeah. like full... Just, I mean, I had so many jobs. I worked for my uncle. I was also a server. Um, I might have donated my eggs. Oh, my God, you did? <laughs> Wait. I did. If you did, can I ask you about that? Sure. This is derailing the whole situation, that's, but I'm that's fascinated fine. You got to do what you got to do. Don't you get like $30,000 for that? Well, I think that's if you're going to actually carry the baby. Oh. But to donate no. your eggs, you get much less. But wow. you still get an, uh, enough, I guess. When I did it, which was oh, eight to ten years ago maybe now, yeah, um, I got like $6,000. And that was like the wow. starting point. So do they tell you – like, because – so my brother tried to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my brother on blast right now. Yeah. He is – What's his name? Travis. <laughs> he is a five-foot-eight ginger. <laughs> And they, he was, like, denied by the sperm bank because he was a redhead and wow. that a lot of families did not want redheads. But So he had to take this quiz of, like, where he went to school, what his job is, what he looks like, if he's lost his hair, like X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then they were determining if he was a fit. Yeah, you have and to so, go through that whole audition process. in or, And then, uh, yeah, so you put up everything, like, even, like uh, – what are your favorite colors? Uh, what are your favorite activities? Were you, are you an athlete? What kind, you know, everything. And so oh. when the family reads through it, they're like, oh, oh, I like I, I like her. Whoa. <laughs> Not only is her family history great and she's like, you know, disease free or she doesn't have like, uh, I don't want to say cancer in the family because, oh. but like, you know, she doesn't have like heart disease in the family or something. Yeah. We, and she looks like me or something. Yeah. Then that's how they choose you. That's crazy. Which was a great segue into acting. Yeah. <laughs> and just auditioning for everything. Really? <laughs> Do they meet you? No, they don't. Oh, okay. They don't. They only know what I look like. 
They don't know They're my like name. looking at your headshot. It's a true audition. <laughs> yeah, it really is. They're looking at your headshot. Yeah. And then uh, I do have a child out there somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Um, so are you allowed teens. to know anything? You Nothing. just give it? You're, you're, yeah. And you're, it's totally. Wow. Secret. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a secret baby out there. So if she does like a 23 and Me, the secret baby could find you? I don't think so. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. I know there was a movie about it, right? With uh, oh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a movie about it. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I was a security guard. What? Like, you name it. I've done, like, everything. I guess it preps you for different roles. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess. And, yeah. So would you say that it was actually, I mean, even though it's scary in a sense where you don't know what tomorrow, literally what tomorrow will bring, Mm -hmm. is it almost kind of fun to, you know, experience that at a young age to kind of just do a bunch of different things? Yeah, I think so. Because I think the name of the game is like adaptability, right? Mm -hmm. And you're constantly changing. Everything's changing. And in this society today, like we're living in a gig economy, Mm -hmm. the more that you can learn and bring to the table that more I don't know I don't I don't want to use the word successful but more yeah. adaptable you are and yeah it's you know like you need to be so well-rounded kind of <laughs> yeah I mean I yeah I guess that's really great that there's times when I'm like man I wish I were like a doctor yeah. or something there because you see the ladder and you know what ladder you know, you know where path. you need to go yeah but for anything in entertainment like you don't know where the shit you're gonna I go. know yeah yeah, that it's was tricky. scary when people would ask me, like, where do you see yourself? I'm like, uh, I don't yeah, well, know. You're like, it's Friday. Uh, probably <laughs> Sunday I'll be on the couch with yeah, my PJs on exactly. and watching horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the audition process or when you moved up there, is it very – like, can you be friends with other girls who are auditioning – around you or do you meet friends through auditions or is it very kind of cutthroat and you don't like each other um I think I had to learn how that process I think because um I think there's this idea that like that's my role Mm -hmm. or we're competing against each other because I mean you kind of are competing against each other yeah but at the same time, it's like if we're going in the room mm-hmm. for the same role, like you're going to bring something totally different mm-hmm. than I am, even if we're both brunettes. Even yeah. Just don't look at my blonde part. <laughs> even if one part of me <laughs> is brunette. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I, th- I think that's what you you learn, that you're not actually uh, fighting for mm-hmm. it or competing with somebody else, but these people are actually your friends. And then you actually end up seeing these people in the room Every time you have an audition, because the world is kind of small. Yeah, I was like, wondering if you see the same world, people. Well, even in the TV and film world, it's just, it's a small community. Yeah. Um, but I kept seeing the same girls in the same audition room, and it's like, am I going to hate this girl? Like, <laughs> she's going to book one, I'm going to book one, another girl. And you become friends with each other. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> your friends, your your commercial buddy friends, start having babies and then they bring what? them into the audition room and then you're watching their baby in the room so it's like oh you know it's, you it is a up commu- in you it. like grow up in it yeah wow so it can be really really cool and um supportive it doesn't have to be where we pit each other yeah it's, i think it's uh, uh i hate to say this but sometimes like men will pit the women against mm-hmm. each other i've seen that happen before but for the most part you know women want to be friends with each other 
yeah in the audition room <laughs> i mean going off of everything that's surfaced in the me too era and everything i mean mm-hmm. a big part of it i wasn't i mean it's it's hard to say like i'm not surprised right you know? totally because you don't want to sound like apathetic towards it but it's i mean amazing how many people truly are coming out and i'm wondering if you have seen firsthand the experience of just these really just even if they're not necessarily assault situations but just like gross oh, awkward yeah. every all all the time <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially when I moved out here, moving from Ohio, I was a little naive mm-hmm. and um, trusted people, yeah. which is such a horrible thing to get rid of. I think I know. Na- you know, being naive is beautiful, and I think that trusting people is a really positive, uh, supportive thing, I guess, mm-hmm. for hu- for humans. But um, you know, uh, like the first manager I had in air quotes mm-hmm. uh, asked me to take my top off. What? When he was taking pictures of me, he's like, well, if you want, you're going to have to be, you're going to be put in these situations, so you're going to have to be comfortable with it. And then I wrote him a letter and I asked him if we could, you know, get rid of our contract. Cause part I didn't ways. Want him to be, yeah, that's part ways because I don't want you to be my manager anymore. And then I had another agent years later that said he would help me in any way possible because I've always had a crush on you. So if you mm. ever need anything, you let me know. You give me something, I give you, and I'm like, cool, got rid of that agent. <laughs> God, um, that's so frustrating. It is frustrating because there's a, and then, I mean, there were producers that I met that would say weird sexual things to me as if, and then I had to laugh it off because, mm-hmm. you know, if you say anything, then you're being like a poor sport. Not even just that, like, it's just, it's just such a weird game. Yeah. And dudes just, I mean, I was just, at a party the other night, literally last weekend, and there were, it was, there was a bunch of like older guys and hitting on one of these servers and mm. saying like, "So uh, I know you have your eyes peeled. Uh, just uh, look around. Which which guy would you, which guy would you take home?" And she's like, "What? No I, one. I don't, <laughs> what? And you know, because we yeah. kind of feel like maybe this is over. Maybe guys can like stop saying that yeah. stuff. Oh no, no, they grew up that way. Like they're still saying that shit. God, I was at a meeting the other day too, where we were waiting for an event, and this guy was working the event a little bit older than me, and we were all having a drink at the table, and I had to like go to the bathroom, and he's like, "Well, let's hope you don't get roofied," and I'm like, "This isn't funny. Not like, cool, dude. This isn't what is, is why? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's." I don't know if it's just like uh, intimidation, if it's just the, it's you awkwardness, know. <laughs> yeah. socially awkward. Social, yeah, exactly. That's a really great joke. Yeah, <laughs> I just really gonna get my number. But it just sucks that I mean, like I was like, oh, like you know, laughing it off. Oh, yeah, but it's just disappointing that that stuff is still happening. And and I'm not so sure prominent. if it will go away anytime soon. Yeah, but I think if we just respond differently. You yeah. know, because I've stopped laughing at them. Mm-hmm. I say that's incredibly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I usually tell somebody about it now because it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I like that when you were talking about the managers that you kind of just shut them down as soon as that happened. And I think it can be scary to do that, especially when you want to be an actor or want to be successful and it's like, do I sit through this or do I stand up for myself? And Yeah, because I think... Um, 
to be if I had to do that to mm-hmm. be successful, then I don't want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Then I'll just be fine because I just don't have that in me mm-hmm. to kind of play the game. Yeah, and, and then it gives them more power too. And if and that it's... if that's the game that we're playing, which yeah. I don't, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have to go through that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we so. do. I mean, I think any any woman that I talk to that's in the industry has had uh, a horror story in some yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And I've met dudes that have that have had those stories happen to them too. Yeah. So it's, I think it's just, and it's not just gender, but it's just like power, 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 power. And what's mm-hmm. the most powerful thing? It's like, well, sex. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> So let's do Hashtag it. Hashtag why not? No, that's let's no, not start that. No, I don't that. think. Let's not start that movement. <laughs> After me too, why not? Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Um, delete, delete. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I want to take, has it already been 15 minutes? Oh my God. Oh no. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. And then I want to get into how you've, kind of transitioned into really being in the music industry and where you are today and um yeah it's fun all right brb we think most clearly when we're eating nourishing healthy and balanced meals but doing that every day can really feel like a chore and i totally get it Sunbasket offers 18 quick, healthy recipes every week including paleo gluten-free vegan and calorie conscious options all delivered to your door with organic produce and clean ingredients. So you don't have to worry about the details, and eating right is never a chore again. Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. So you probably won't burn it down. Now you'll get more options than ever. Just go to the Sunbasket app and pick from 18 weekly recipes. You can easily cook dishes like Buddha bowls with braised tofu, soba noodles, and cashew lime dressing. And one of my favorites, which is the salmon and couscous. There are paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options, and more. So you really don't have an excuse here. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood. Everything is pre-measured and delivered right to your door. You can get a healthy and delicious meal on the table in as little as 15 minutes. There's something for everyone, so you can be your kind of healthy. So go to sunbasket.com slash persister today and learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash persister for $35 off. Sunbasket.com slash P-E-R-S-I-S-T-E-R. I'd like to take a second to talk about Stitch Fix. I got to try this for the first time and I was so excited to get my box. I got a very cute leather jacket that I've never thought of wearing before, but also some great Madewell jeans and a super soft t-shirt. So now I kind of just have a full outfit without having to leave my house. Um, and I actually was pleasantly surprised with what people outfitted me in because it very much fitted my style. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit 
your body, budget, and lifestyle. Just go to stitchfix.com slash persister and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you try them on, pay for only what you love, and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There's no subscription required, and you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or just get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. So get started now at stitchfix.com slash persister, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash persister to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash P-E-R-S-I-S-T-E-R. Welcome back, everybody, to Persister. We've been having some good side combos. Oh, my God, they're so good. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... You're an actress, mm-hmm. you're booking all these commercial gigs, mm-hmm. um, and then did you kind of just transition over to wanting to be in a band in music, or was it a decision like, I don't want to act anymore, I don't want to do this? Well, I hadn't, I didn't want to act for quite some time, um, and I was in like a band before where I would, I was like a co-singer, I didn't really mm-hmm. contribute to the making of the music and I found that to be not as fun <laughs> I wanted to like make something uh and then the acting thing just kind of I just stopped liking it mm. um the opportunities weren't there that I for what I wanted to do and also I wasn't I I just stopped being willing to make that happen mm. You know, like I was like, I'm done trying to write myself self into these things. Right. Because um, now in order to be a successful actress, I not not for everybody, but a lot of times you have to write and direct and produce. And if you really want to get yourself out there because, you, you know, waiting for someone to call you on the phone to have mm-hmm. an audition is not fun. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I kind of stopped wanting to do that. And then the music thing kind of just came in. Um, uh, my boyfriend... Alex is a singer and a songwriter, and he had his own band and his own solo album and career going. And so I would just kind of sing back up for him every mm. once in a while. But since we were in a relationship, uh, I, we didn't know if we should blend the two. Yeah, I was going to ask, his, was it a conversation you kind of had to have where it was we like... had several conversations about it? And but oftentimes it was just like, hey, can you come over and sing sing these parts? Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, yeah, that's fun. I'll do that. And then eventually it got to the point where I was singing in like a lot of the stuff. And I didn't want to push him to be uh, mm. in a band with me because he had had that experience with his ex-wife. Mm. And she ended up trying to like claim writing uh, credit for that stuff. Um, and it really disheartened him with the whole thing. And I didn't want to push it. I yeah. was like, you know, we have a good relationship. I don't want to mess that up. So. Right. Um, but then when, uh, I went on tour with him singing back up for him, um, he decided in a van, he's like, we should start a band. And I was like, that is a dumb idea. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I went, uh-uh. And then we came, we, after the tour, uh, we came home and wrote like six songs in two weeks. And so we're like, I guess we started a band. So... 
I have always wondered this because maybe I'm just horrible at even touching an instrument, learning how to do anything like that. I've tried to play so many instruments and I fail. <laughs> but walk me through like how you write a song. Well, okay, so because it blows my mind that people are just like boop boop boop. Well, that <laughs> done. This is where I okay. So Alex Deason is a genius writer. He writes all the music. So he writes the guitar parts, the drum parts, the bass part. He's just a weird, talented, can I curse? Motherfucker. <laughs> Where he can write a song a day. And this is, for, for him, I think just being a nerd back in like junior high and high school and just playing constantly, like that mm-hmm. was his social hour with his guitar or something. Like I, <laughs> I think that's how that happened with him. He just put in the hours and the work to learn these instruments because that's what he wanted to do. Um, and me at that time, I was like a hummingbird. I was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. <laughs> I didn't really, I lear- I played piano for like a decade when I was younger, but, mm-hmm. um, and that helps with like learning how to write a song yeah. or compose a song or put it together. But for the most part, Alex does all that music. And then I come in and we do melodies and lyrics and that was hard for me, the lyrics part, because I had never really written a song before. Mm-hmm. Like, melodies, like, can come and stuff and go, and you can work on that stuff. But, like, lyrics, I was just like, fuck, what do I want to say? Yeah. Because I'm, because pop music, right? It's mm-hmm. just, like, repetition or, like, you know, just saying the same things over and over again. And there are some great pop songs that have lovely, beautiful lyrics and stuff, um, maybe in the 80s and the 90s. <laughs> early aughts. No, I love pop music. I've listened to pop music, but it's hard to write a song. So like lyrics, yeah. it's like I, I don't know. I was like, oh, I feel like it should be important or something. Yeah. So it's the melody first, and then Melody's, you're like, let's just write down. Yeah, melody wor- first, words, and then lyrics <laughs> to go with this. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's, for like, me, blows or my for mind us. that that's. I mean, that people can write music. You can know. probably write a song. You probably don't even know about it. If you just, you like, just like be like, I just, went to the store. Yep, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's 100% a song. It's great. But see, with Broken Baby, when we started writing it, we decided not to be. I was try. I thought, oh, we're, we're writing a song. Mm-hmm. This is to be precious or something. And it was Alex that was like, no, nothing about this is precious. Just like, what do you have to say? Like, just write it down. Mm. And so uh, oftentimes the song would become that. And we're like, oh, actually. It sounds good. <laughs> it makes sense. This is about that, even though it wasn't about that at first. You know, like, <laughs> oh, it is about a girl walking down the street and like finding, I don't know, love or something, whatever the song is about. So I just heard masturbation when you were walking. <laughs> it's my second favorite word. So wait, what's your first word? Shampoo. Really? Yeah, it's a good word. Shampoo. Mm-hmm. Do you have a least favorite word? Moist. Yeah, I don't like moist. I don't like gulch. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Gosh. We're going off. <laughs> it's good. Um, I'm going to forever hate that now, too. So was it a, is it a song about that? In Through the Output is actually when I was right, when I was putting some ideas down for the song, I was just kind of coming up with things about the internet mm. and how, <laughs> like, if I were, I don't know, it was something about weird internet love, mm-hmm. but like in a dial-up world, you know, back in the 90s. Yeah. And like how you find love on the internet. And I think that's kind of how it started. And like getting together in the meat space 
Meet space is like face to face. I didn't know that. I, I was just like, what is meet space? Oh, and I looked it up and it actually was a word. <laughs> so sometimes I just come up with, uh, or we just come up with just random things and we put them down. But I think the, the, the song In Through the Output was about just like internet love in the 80s or something mm. before the internet happened. Doesn't make much sense. Yeah, but it's We fun. took like a time machine back. Yeah, I got some kisses on a thumb drive, things like that. Oh, yeah, it's that's fun. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's dirty, dirty. It's a, it's also a dirty song too. In through the output, not sure what that means, but it could be suggestive. Now I just want to look up all the lyrics and read them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so when you were apprehensive to get into business with your boyfriend, have there been moments where you're like oh my god like this is really putting strain or has it been a pleasant surprise it's been pleasant <clears throat> when we have arguments about certain things about maybe way maybe the way a song should go or something like that or a vibe or whatever but um that's just like positive collaboration i guess like yeah. we have some arguments but there's no like slamming of doors which is good okay no one slammed a door so it's not like johnny cash and Mm-mm. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Drugs. I don't know. Maybe it'll be different. Just if, strung out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you can't handle this anymore. But uh, yeah, so it's it's me and Alex, and then we have uh, a bass player and a drummer and playing out. And it, the, the playing out is like the most fun part. Like when mm-hmm. you're in a rock band, like that's how you, I don't know, like that's the most rewarding thing is yeah. playing a show. Do you see that as a woman you're treated differently than men in music or like compared to in acting I feel like there's a very big difference between the way men and women are looked at and in music do you see that well I do know I I don't know if I have some great stories yet about that because I feel like I'm kind of new in the music Mm -hmm. world but I do know that by me saying that I'm in a band with my boyfriend a lot of people say oh okay Mm. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yes. And I get that a lot, which I don't know if it's I'm like not taking, taking that. You seriously. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of really great bands with all female members. Yeah. And I wonder how they're treated. Yeah. Because they are a woman unit and it's like they're doing it all together. I know um, a few. Well, there was this example where uh, I was sending out music to promoters or just people who putting on shows or mm-hmm. booking agents or whatever. And I had um, Broken Baby and Al, uh, was it, I might have had like Amber Bollinger as the name mm. on the Broken Baby thing. And then someone was like, you know, maybe if you change it to a guy's name, you would get more of a response. <laughs> so I changed it to Amber Mombod instead. <laughs> Mombod? Yeah. I was like, fuck you. I'm changing it to Amber Mombod. But that actually did get a response more than Alex. I'm sure it would. Amber Mombod. What? Who is this woman? So, yeah, I don't know. Because I I don't know. I was just playing with words. (laughs) Just playing with stuff. But, yeah, that's the. I think that's the response I'll get. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You know. I know exactly. Yeah. That's like when sometimes I'm like, oh, I work for... XY company and I'm like but I'm I'm in social and they're like oh okay oh yeah, yeah. and I'm also like, like I don't play an instrument on stage or anything like I I'm not great at piano like I can play it mm-hmm. and like we'll you know contribute a little to the songs but I don't play guitar I don't play drums I sing 
mm-hmm. and to just be a singer is like not enough sometimes. Mm. But um, with Annie Lennox, I think uh, she, I think at one point she might have gotten shit for like not playing something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What are you talking about? Like this is my instrument. It is an instrument. This is this is what I do. It's the main. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to play guitar. Yeah. So um, so and I feel that pressure that I should play something else. Mm. But I can't play anything. I'm too busy running around and flipping my hair and climbing on shit. Maybe like, the I, triangle. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I'll just, like, play the tambourine. Like, even the tambourine. Like, I just, there's too much. I'm just doing on. too much. I can't play the tambourine. <laughs> let let the, let everybody else play the instruments. <laughs> so with your experience in entertainment, music, I always ask people this based off of what industry they're in. If you were to talk to a younger girl or woman right now who really wants to get into the music industry or acting and they want to make that move, like what are the biggest pieces of advice you would tell them? To, I think a lot of uh, people are afraid to just do it Mm -hmm. because they're afraid they're going to be good. But it doesn't matter if you're good or mm-hmm. not. You just have because eventually you will be good at it. Mm-hmm. But you just have to do it. Um, Lori, I think I said this. I think I told you this once before, but uh, Mark, the guy <laughs> with the headphones, the guy creepily in creepily this room. in the corner. <laughs> um, Lori Anderson. Do you know Lori Anderson? Uh-huh. Everyone should know Lori Anderson. Uh, she is like a, a, an incredible musician and a performance artist maybe best known for big science but she said that when you get stuck um, do the worst thing you possibly can do Hmm. so it's just like because then you get rid of all expectations of being good or doing something good and most likely no one's gonna see it so because the main goal is to just put something out Mm -hmm. because like we're I think we're so stuck on like being perfect at like right now but it takes years to be good at stuff and even still who gives a shit Mm -hmm. because it's fun yeah 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 I think the some of the like dumbest things I've written that I'm just like "Mm, I'll just do this like this is fun have performed so much better than sitting there and thinking like this isn't right I don't know if this will work I don't know if that'll work totally it doesn't matter yeah we just get that's where we get stuck and people don't go forward with it because they get stuck with this like well I'm just not good mm-hmm. but like that actually is probably better than anything you're thinking about <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you like book gigs and stuff for the for, band yes uh, we do it ourselves we just reach out to people we go to shows we network with people we support bands we mm-hmm. support um, yeah other musicians in the local LA community mm-hmm. and we reach out to them. Instagram has been instrumental in doing that because it's uh, that's how I found like some of my favorite bands mm. and then we go see them live and then you converse so you actually create friendships with these people and that's how we book gigs. Yeah so like where should I be going for music? <laughs> for music? <laughs> that um, isn't like the forum and 700 billion dollars. <laughs> I know right it's because it, it's hard because Spotify has the has it on lock right all mm-hmm. those playlists and stuff. Um, but I find my music, honestly, I find my music through just following people who love music mm. and then they suggest, cause there's, there are so many music lovers out there that have 
Like, they do have their own playlist, but they also, like, give shout-outs to musicians. Mm -hmm. But because I'm in a band and I'm following these people because I'm interested in new music, I guess that's how I find new music. I know it's hard because it's like – it used to be, like, Pitchfork or – yeah, um, all these other websites that have playlists, but there are a lot of great blogs out there mm. that like are promoting brand new music. If it's in LA, like Buzz Bands is great. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, I follow a lot of promoters who put on shows. Like if you're interested in, I think you just have to do the research. Yeah, I know it sucks. Like KCRW, I love KCRW is great. <laughs> yeah, but there are those like local college stations. Mm-hmm. That KXLU, there's a show called She Rocks, mm. and it's all female um, artists, uh, musicians. Oh, okay. They're like, there's always a, there's a girl in the band, yeah, and she plays rad music, and it's rock. So it depends on what you like too. If you like hip hop, you know, or whatever, but. Um, she rocks on KXLU is a really great source for new music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like too there's this new revolution of SoundCloud famous people. Oh yeah. That are only famous on SoundCloud. Yeah. And I'm like I don't understand this. I feel like I'm too old now. Yeah, it's it's hard because there's like <laughs> SoundCloud, which there's that whole world, I guess and then there's like Bandcamp. Which is that? What Bandcamp's great, by the way. They, oh, uh, if you go to like their front page, um, of their homepage, or whatever that's what you call it. Right? Um, <laughs> hi, they're on the World Wide Web. Uh, <laughs> um, they uh, showcase like really weird and interesting music, hmm. and you can get stuck in a hole for days, which is great because yeah. I want to get stuck in a musical yeah. that's not on Spotify. Right? Not that Spotify's bad, but like Bandcamp has like place. really interesting stuff going on on there. I guess it's like the page. way MySpace used to be. Because there yeah. were like MySpace famous bands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like never made it to mainstream, but they were like huge on MySpace. On MySpace. <laughs> it's kind of like a band camper on cloud thing. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've learned a lot about just music in general because it's always been a fascinating subject for me. And it's I'm fun. Um, very glad that you were able to come out here. Thanks I'm for glad Mark me. hooked us up. The creepy guy. He <laughs> um, gave me a but, look Um Where can people find you and all your work you're doing? Uh, you can find me on Instagram because I have kicked myself off of Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the band is Broken Baby Baby on Instagram. We're also on – the band is also on Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud and Bandcamp. <laughs> and it's just Broken Baby if you, if you look us up. Broken Baby. We're everywhere. Perfect. Because you have to be. Look her up now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. Um, <laughs> thank you again for coming on. And um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so, so lovely meeting you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess that we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Bye. I always just wave at the camera. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> just wave at the camera. <laughs>